This is a 980 CKNW podcast. We've been talking quite a bit about ride sharing coming out of the holiday season where, as you know, there was no ride sharing in B.C., And also because of a committee of MLAs holding public hearings on the issue as it takes a look at the Made in BC solution when it comes to allowing things such as Uber and Lyft in this province. My next guest is an economics professor at the University of British Columbia. Uh, Professor Samit Gulati joins us on the line to talk a bit more about this. Uh, Professor, thanks so much for being here. Thank you for inviting me, Jill. Uh, you've written about this or, or talked about this and uh, in the form of congestion and what that might look like if ride-sharing is allowed. What have you found when it comes to congestion on the roads in cities that have ride-sharing? So it's, it's not my own research, but other people have looked at this and they've looked at the fact that, uh, that ride-sharing makes trips cheaper. And if you make trips cheaper, you will have more trips and more uh, vehicle miles in, in any, pro- any jurisdiction that you adopt ride-sharing. Uh, so in turn, then more cars on the road for, for right. greater periods of time? Right. So more, more people driving in their cars on the streets. And I think that's inevitable. If you do adopt ride-sharing, you will see more people driving is that true, though, of places where if the option, if there is another option of, say, transit that is very effective in getting you to places or taxis that are very effective, then that would be the case. But in in one of the arguments is that if you have ride sharing, it actually it could actually decrease the number of cars on the roads because it would make it so people wouldn't have to have their own vehicle. So yeah, so in the in the long run, this may be may look a little different. If we have if we have the right conditions where it makes it less sensible for people to own cars, you get rid of people doing the low value extra trips. So so once you once you introduce ride sharing and people also in the long run drop their cars, you may have for a higher value uh, travel need, uh, people using ride sharing, and for the low value ride, uh, for the low value travel need, they might use something more predictable like transit, or uh, or walk, or or, do, or live close to where they work. So I think that will happen in the long run. In the short run, I think the studies mostly find people seem to use less transit. People just uh, this, this seems to be more uh, more vehicles on the road all the time even though people may not be driving and parking in, in some places more, but it's just there's more, there's more traffic. Uh, do, do the studies look, or, or does the research that you've looked at, does it also look at ride sharing in uh, like uh, companies such as Car2Go or Evo, and if whether or not those also lead to more people being on the roads? No, I haven't seen anything, actually. I don't think there's any good analytical research on ride sharing like Car2Go and Evo. Um, in fact, my colleague is at UBC is putting together a data set, but he hasn't got very far. So we're not around that UBC has data set on, on ride sharing, but I mean on car sharing, but no, we haven't gotten very far with that. Because uh, it would be interesting to see that as well. And like uh, you've said, with comparing ride sharing in other cities and what's happened there uh, with all of these initiatives, with the idea of getting people out of their vehicles and getting less congestion, if in fact they are leading to the opposite. So yeah, so I think I think in the long run it's sort of a good thing to do to have something like ride hailing, uh, like Uber and Lyft and and other uh, other ways for people to travel, lower the price per trip uh, for for chauffeur trips especially, or for self-driving cars eventually in the future, because that frees up people's time. It'll encourage more more travel on the streets. But if we combine that with something like high parking fees, uh, congestion pricing. 
uh, things that actually target the problem, which is congestion or which is free parking that we give give away, which causes its own uh, negative externalities, I think we can get to a long-run situation where where our transportation system just looks better and, and people do more sharing as in, you know, in Uber pool or... Uh, so it just encourages people to drive more together if there's high density of people not owning cars. I think we can have a more enlightened sort of public transit system where Uber could be a part of it. Uh, but there are people, too, that, that will hear that and take it as another war on the, on the vehicle. And there are people that use their vehicles for work, uh, whether it's uh, people with kids, uh, ferrying kids around. Uh, there are legitimate reasons in many Absolutely. cases for people to have a vehicle. Right. Absolutely. And I think when it's when it's needed and when it's valuable enough, people will have the vehicle still. It's just, I think, where we'll have really high density and where we'll have enough other alternatives, people may not own vehicles if we sort of do things like congestion pricing and high parking fees. Uh, ride-sharing companies will often say that they are not competition for taxis, that they offer a different service. Would you agree with that? No, no. I think they are competition for taxis. I mean, they're exactly offering the exact same uh, same service that a taxi does at this at this moment, at least. And with the idea then that it would add to more congestion, is is that because it would be in in many cases, although with surge pricing, some might argue it's more it's uh, it's as expensive. But because it's for the most part viewed as a less expensive option, is that what leads to uh, whereas somebody may have taken a cab in the past, if ride sharing is available, they'll they'll be more open to doing that and to doing it more? In, in a city like Vancouver or in a province like British Columbia where we have a limit on how many uh, cabs can be there, I think it's not just cheaper in terms, of, uh, in terms of the monetary value. You'll just pay less, but you'll also be able to get this ride easier and, and in a more reliable way. So I think both those reasons will make it easier for people to take more trips, and so there'll be more traffic. And I don't know if other cities do this, or would it be when you talk about things such as uh, mobility pricing or congestion pricing, things uh, that I'm guessing the, uh, the the task force looking at mobility pricing is looking at now, uh, do ride sharing, does ride sharing also pay for that? Is there, or is there a discount or an incentive uh, for that to, to take a ride share car rather than your own vehicle? So I would... Uh, I would not uh, recommend that, and I'm hoping that the, whoever's looking at mobility pricing is not thinking of discounting op- commercial operations. I think it's it's the same. Every trip causes the same congestion on the streets, and it's it's by vehicle, so it should be by vehicle. It's just I think what ride sharing, where ride sharing has an advantage, or, or let's call it ride hailing, has an advantage, is that if there's a high network, they can match people together much easier, and then you can share that congestion price amongst four passengers instead of just one person driving. And I think that's the advantage that they can, they can exploit. So almost like a, an impromptu carpool. Right. And it's a much, much more efficient way to carpool than, than you and I trying to find someone to carpool. That once you have a high density of, of ride hailing, the, the app is much better at this than, than anyone else can be. Uh, there is there does seem to be an appetite every time we talk about this uh, people contact us or talk about how they would like to see it here uh, do you think it would be is it a needed addition to our transportation network I absolutely think so I think uh, right now it's just we don't have enough taxis and we just don't have enough uh, ability for people to get a chauffeur trip and and I think we need it for sure all right uh, professor we'll leave it there but thank you so much uh, for your uh, time and uh, for joining us this morning thank you 
Thanks for inviting me again. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.